The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. So what are we drinking today? Well, we are drinking a perfect martini. Because mm, <laughs> it's my Friday! <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> I love when you say that. It's 8 to 1 ratio of Tamaragin to Dolan Vermouth. Mm-hmm. That 8 to 1 ratio is like a proven ratio, so don't fuck with it. Yeah. You add a couple droppers of, not full droppers, half droppers of mm-hmm. orange bitters. You let it rest in ice. Mm-hmm. You stir it a bunch, nice and slow, mm-hmm. hundred turns, just caressing the gin with the ice. Right. You let it sit for a minute to rest in the ice. Mm-hmm. Then you pour it out into a frozen coupe glass. You squeeze an orange peel that you've pulled over it. Mm. You get your twirls ready and you drop in your garnishes. Perfect. And what you have is a perfect martini. Perfect. And the smells, it's so delightful with a fresh orange. Mm. Oh, that's brilliant. It's a beautiful martini. Beautiful. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Okay, so lessons in chemistry, part three. Yeah. And honestly... I thought this episode was brilliantly conceived, right? So yeah. It's told from the perspective of the dog. Yeah. And I thought that was so clever because you get to meet the dog as a actual character in the book. Or yeah, in the sentient story. being. Sentient being, right? And it turns out he was a military... Trained dog. Trained dog. But he actually, being a esky poo or a cocker poo or something... Cocker poodle some, or something, Some poodle yeah. mix, right? With all those German shepherds, he was like a little bit under his like game, and he felt like he was more terrified of bombs than they were. Right. And so when he got an opportunity, he escaped from the military from training. From the military training. <laughs> yeah, and 
he ran off, and that's the first night he gets to meet her. In episode two. In episode two. But what he says when he met her was that he was terrified continuously, and then he met her, and he felt safe. So he chose so to he stay. So he chose to stay, <laughs> right. right? So that was that. But then the story is told from his perspective about the death of Kelvin, who I was just really sad to see as a character. Lee. Being killed off, you yeah. know. I just thought he was such a great character, and I just didn't care for that. But anyway, and really, this whole this whole episode three, there was no Calvin, and not at all, yeah, not even a retrospect or anything. No, it starts off with the funeral mm-hmm. and the shitty reporter at the funeral who confronts her and is kind of like bossy about He's an the dog, total asshole, and then she ignores him and off she goes, and, and then she's about. Trying to reclaim what they had developed together, so she well, goes I mean, to the lab. Was, that first. was the most incredible scene, right? She goes, yeah, she to, the goes lab. to the lab and finds everything gone. Everything gone. All their so, research. So then she goes to the lead secretary, who manages the women basically in HR, yeah. and is like, "I just need to continue my research." And she's like, "Without a chemist, you don't have anywhere to go." Yeah, and they're so not it's, giving it's just you a one. Perfectly misogynistic society. Yeah. Because, so they took everything out of the lab. Yeah. And. It was Hastings Labs, so yeah. they claimed it as Hastings property. Right, even though it was his research and her research, actually. Uh-huh. And there's like this whole little sort of scene where Donati effectively steals the research, gives it to the next scientist, yeah. and talks about just reproducing the research and making it their own. But really what they're doing is they're stealing their research, oh, totally their stealing. original work. Yeah. And the scientist sort of reluctantly agrees, but... In the meantime, Elizabeth is in mourning, and she's trying to just confront what she's dealing with. And get some semblance of what she knew. Like, she wasn't even attached to the research. She said to she met with the guy that happened to be the guy that's stealing the information, Yeah, but was a familiar lab partner, partner yeah. in earlier labs. And so she asked, you know, can you use your connections with your girlfriend who's in archives to get me something like his lab coat like something right and of course he eventually drops off a box but he has no balls to tell her he had a perfect opportunity to tell her this is what's happened they've told me that this is all hastings property and now i have to reproduce the research and and have some kind of conversation with her no he he doesn't share any of that he just says this is the best i could do i didn't see his research which is a complete lie yeah it's very unethical so she's mourning, and she's trying to get his stuff back, and, you know, there's this whole situation on the funeral, and then she discovers that their work is gone. And so like, her conversation mm-hmm. is around how does she continue from this moment? Right. Because her partner, her love partner, is gone. Yeah, and, and it's like, completely... Her world, her like, world sudden, has stopped. She's not able to keep... Function. A schedule. She, no. We see her go through this really weird schedule of a sudden where she starts to become, I think the idea is she thinks she's going to continue his research. So she starts to demolish her well, she own doesn't, she doesn't kitchen. She doesn't do that till she discovers she's pregnant. So she goes through a process where she suddenly starts feeling unwell and her body's growing and she goes into a lab and grabs a couple of frogs and does a little urine test with a control to determine if she's pregnant. She's doing a, a home pregnancy test. Right. She hasn't gone to a doctor. She mm-hmm. actually doesn't want to deal with being pregnant because she has it. Like she has a career, 
And she does things to try to lose the pregnancy. Well, well, she gets to that, but I'm saying she has it like she has a career, and she has it like she doesn't want a baby, and she's made that really clear. In fact, she told Calvin she wasn't going to marry him Mm -hmm. because she wants to be a scientist. She's Mm -hmm. a chemist, right? Right. And she gets pregnant, discovers she's pregnant, and then the next scene you see her taking a sledgehammer to a kitchen. Mm -hmm. You don't really know what's going on. You think maybe she's gone mental, but actually... The neighbor comes over, the neighbor across the street, the, right. the lawyer, the black woman comes over, and she sees her standing there with a sledgehammer, and she's busy wondering, like, what's going on? She's asking for an axe. Do you have an axe? Well, that was, that was later. At that moment, the neighbor came over to her, and she wanted to tell her about Kelvin or, or, or that she got something in the paper or something, but she looks at her with this, axe, with this sledgehammer, and she goes, uh, what's going on here? She goes, well, I'm, I'm building an industrial kitchen. Basically, laboratory. a laboratory, so industrial laboratory. So basically, she's made the choice at that point to do her own research because the last thing she and Kelvin agreed on was they would submit their own research. And she's really close to finishing her research, so she wants to finish. So she's building a lab to finish her research. Right. She's very practical. She doesn't have like a normal grief reaction where she's completely unable to function. She gets, fuck, my research, our research. It's actually well, their research. She's, I, I think that can be misconstrued as her not feeling horrible. But she totally what she is, yeah. is she's grieving like anyone else who can't deal with it. Yeah. She's just stronger and can deal with, even though I feel this way, there's an ethics behind what we agreed upon. Yeah. She and Calvin had an agreement. Yeah. And so she's motivated by the ethics of it. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything about how she's grieving. No. This is separate it just from means the she's a very strong woman. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, the way the episode is built, you get little moments of the dog's personality yeah. interacting with the the moment, right? He right. feels very much aggrieved by Kelvin's death. He feels an urge to protect Elizabeth. Right. He feels an urge to sit by the window and protect the house. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very much engaged in... Mm-hmm the experience of Kelvin's death as a lover of Kelvin as a dog, right? Now, what happens later is the scientist who she met in the the cafeteria brings her a box of Kelvin's goodies. Right. And, you know, in between those two times, you see the schedule she was on, the rowing in the morning, the demolishing in the afternoon, you know, the experience of just like being in this repetitive cycle. Mm -hmm. And eventually you see before even the box is delivered to her, you see her meet with a gynecologist or a obstetrician for the first time. And he says to her, well, where have you been? What have you been doing? And she goes, oh, I've been erging. He goes, well, how much? And she goes, well, 10,000 meters a day, which, you know, it's a good 45-minute It's a good, it's someone who's being very consistent. Well, you got to be disciplined, right, to do that daily. And he's like, oh, my God, because at that time, women weren't She's like to third have, trimester. Yeah. Women weren't thought to be able to exercise into their third trimester. Right. They were told to go to bed rest and stuff, right. you know. So it was a very bizarre time. But he gives her a prescription. Earlier, he had, she had met Calvin and her around rowing. Him. Yeah. The, 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 the physician. The, the physician. had met Calvin and her around rowing. And so he knew that she was rowing. And now 
he knows that she's erging, and he knows that she's erging 10,000 meters a day, and he knows that that's going to increase her VO2 max, right. and she's pregnant, and she's right. got a bunch of extra blood on board. Yeah. So he's like, okay, here's my prescription for you. You come, need to come do the Come boat. be our second seed in the row right. in a year. Right. Yeah. So the episode continues where she eventually gets the box from the scientist. Mm-hmm. And she begins to go through the box and she takes Kelvin's coat out of the box and she smells it because she's going to be with her smell. She gives the, the, the ball, ball to the dog to the dog, and he's like thrilled because he can feel all the memories of the ball with Kelvin and mm-hmm. can smell it, right? And she finds his little diary where he had kept some recipes when he made her dinner that one time. Yeah. But then she finds a engagement ring. Yeah. So he was going to propose to her. Yeah. And even though she had said, I don't want to get married, he was still going to propose to her. And she loved him so completely. Oh, yeah. That she would have married him, right? And she's very sort of overcome by that experience. She gets back deeply into breaking up her kitchen and building a thing. But then the next scene is she takes the jazz album in the box that was Kelvin's stuff over to the neighbor, the black yeah, neighbor to, across the to street. Give to her. And he gives she gives it to her and she welcomes her in. And she tells Elizabeth the story about how when he Kelvin first moved he first in. First moved in and like she what goes she over thought. There. She was you know, he's she's hearing the jazz music. Like yeah, that. yeah. And she believes that there's some sort of hip black family in the house. Yeah. And Kelvin opens the door and he's the whitest guy in five blocks, which tells right. us about the time, right? Right. So it's still a very racist time. She, in the meantime, is dealing with the city trying to build a highway through her backyard. Yeah. And she goes and confronts the... Oh, that's city. the reason she came over to Elizabeth in the first place, where yeah. she's bringing the newspaper about the story about Kelvin. Well, they wrote yeah. initially on his obituary, they wrote some pretty bad press on Kelvin. Yeah stating who they thought he was a recluse and he was difficult to work with and stuff. And so she went back and asked for a retraction, the black woman, his neighbor. And of course they refused. And so he says, unless you have another story for me, you know, then I'm done talking basically. Well, then she gave him the lead on the story she's dealing with. Right. And And probably part of the point of him paying her back for the retraction you know, what he wrote about Calvin initially would be to create Calvin's legacy and then show up at court. So there was a white male representative on their side of the court. Yeah. And he wrote a great story. And he about wrote a great follow up story. And so that was the opportunity for her yeah. and Elizabeth to interact. Yeah. And that's when she invites Elizabeth in and they play the album yeah. and they talk about Calvin. And she actually says something which is very important. She mm-hmm. says, I feel bad because I was mad at him the last time we talked. Now I'm mad at myself for being mad at him. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, that's the she's whole not, thing. She doesn't closure. She, she, she's not complete, right? Yeah. And she left him in a bad way. And so yeah. that's why this idea of there's nothing wrong is such a powerful idea. Oh, it because, so is. Because it leaves you to be with what's really so. And mm-hmm. let's say if there's nothing wrong in you or I pass, mm. it's sad, of course. But what we do know is there was nothing wrong with us. You're not left incomplete. So we're not, like, incomplete. We're just, like, so sad we can't see the person again. You know what I mean? That's the difference. And it's such a gift. If you think about how many people pass in any human individual's life and and whether they're complete. Right. I mean, that's a thing. 
Right. So this is a very powerful episode. So we see the uh, interaction with Elizabeth around grief. So grief is a very powerful emotion. Yes. And she's grieving. And Harriet, I think is her name, the black woman, I think she's grieving. And also the staff at the hospital or the, the research facility is grieving. Yeah. But you see, you have to see Elizabeth in a state of employment where, where she's basically taking notes for an old retired Yeah, she, she feels so important that she works. She has well, to keep busy. She also needs money. Yeah, but she yeah. has to keep busy. So she just says to the secretary, the lead secretary, like, hey, I'll do anything. I'll take notes, whatever. Yeah. And so she said... I'll try to get you some admin. She got him with this really staunchy old guy who likes to hear himself talk and yeah. just talk and talk and talk. And she's bored to tears, but yeah. it's a distraction <laughs> for her at the yeah. moment. It may be a needed distraction. But then with her being pregnant, they decide to fire her. Yeah, they tell her, oh, we can't have anyone pregnant. Yeah, especially not women pregnant. Women. Like, of course. <laughs> like, who pregnant. else is pregnant, right. right? But again, you see the misogyny of the moment in the society. And she questions. She says, if the guy that got me pregnant, yeah. would you fire him too? So that's very powerful, right? It's an actual women standing up for equal rights in the moment. And then also in this episode, Harriet was confronting the city council in, in the city about equal rights for all people. Yeah, so it's Beverly a, Hills residents get a higher percentage yeah. of value or interest in any conversation about this freeway, or is it just us? Yeah. So there's a bunch of themes in this episode. The first is the, the personality of the dog and the way the dog relates to them with real emotion. And we have a dog, and he has he's an empath He's an also. empath. Yeah, and he relates to us in a very particular way. Yeah. Right? And so we sort of get that conversation, and then there's Elizabeth and dealing with her grief, and we get that world. Mm. But not just Elizabeth, the other people around Elizabeth, Harriet and the lab people and the office workers, they're also grieving. Yeah. And then you also see the overlaying misogyny and racism of the moment in this episode. Mm -hmm. And you also see Elizabeth being a real stand for herself, right? She actually stands up for herself and confronts them. She's taking on building a laboratory. She's yeah. confronting them about firing her. She's being a really like In the face of powerful, no agreement, exactly. she is absolutely in action. Yeah, she is. She's absolutely in action. And I think that's the main reason why I love this episode, right? Because... Mm -hmm. It really is a victory over the no agreement that's present. She doesn't yeah. accept no agreement as the as an acceptable answer. Right, right. She just goes, no, I'm going to fucking do this on my own. Right. And that's what she's up to. There's one little vignette in this episode, and mm -hmm. we don't really know enough about this character yet, but you see this particular man who is the face of the Remington organization, and we just see him at the funeral, and we see him interacting with uh, the professor. The lead Hastings people, too. Yeah, you sort of see him. So we don't actually know a lot about him yet, but we, we have a little bit of a sense of him. And I think that it's kind of a bridge episode, and the way they did that with the voice of the dog, I thought was really brilliant. Brilliant. And, yeah. I, you know, the scene ends with she's overwhelmed by all of it, yeah. right? Baby's coming. She's in the third trimester. Yeah. So she goes out to take the dog for a walk, and she's walking. And then he kind of just is looking for a way to connect with his human and remembers, you know, what he did before. And so he starts to kind of shoulder her on the back of her knee. A little bit, she yeah. walks a little faster, a little faster. And he shoulders her more, a little faster. And then he starts to go into a little bit of a gallop. 
And then all of a sudden she's running very similar to Calvin. And it's, you know, it's like a therapeutic moment. Yeah, and the it's message not like is, she's trying to exercise. It's really just a re- emotional response. Uh, the message is put one foot in front of the other. Keep going. Yeah. That's the message. And I thought that was a great episode. Sad to lose Calvin. Yeah, really very sad. sad. Very sad. Good character development so far, but sad to lose him. Yeah. But we'll see where they go with this next. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Great episode. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.